Welcome to Profit and Prosper, a podcast for entrepreneurs who are ready to make some money while doing what they love. On this podcast, we're going to pull back the curtain and talk about all things business and money, but I promise you this is not your typical boring numbers talk. I'm your host, Sarah Young, a CPA and CFO with over a decade of experience in finance, business, and leadership. I'm going to share everything I've learned from helping my clients grow more profitable businesses and keep more of what they earn while growing my own successful business along the way. You'll feel empowered and confident that you too can grow your wealth, live a rich life, and have an impact. Stick with me and you might even start to think that finance is fun. Let's dive in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the podcast. So I mentioned a few episodes back, I think it was episode 64, that I had just crossed $1 million in lifetime sales. And I was still kind of processing that I had hit that number. And I said I would come back and talk more about the breakdown and what that looks like, just because I feel like it would be interesting for me. It's always interesting for me to hear other business owners breaking their numbers down. So I'm going to do that for you guys. So in this episode, I will go through the breakdown of my million dollars in lifetime sales by income stream. So by offer, really, I guess offer is a better word than income stream, but I'll break it down by income stream because I think that's really interesting. I also break it down by year. When I talked about this on Instagram, I posted to see if anybody had any specific questions that they wanted me to talk through. And um, I got one that said, you know, breaking down how much do you pay yourself versus invest back into the business. And so I do have all of my payroll numbers since I started my business also that I have already pulled together. So we'll go through those too and talk about what my investments were year over year. So, you know, to reiterate, this is not $1 million per year. We're not there yet. Um, this is a million dollars in lifetime sales and I just personally feel like it's a milestone because a million dollars is, it feels like a lot of money. It feels like you step back and realize, you know, since you opened your business, people have paid you $1 million total. Like that is just sort of a crazy thing to me to think, to actually think that. And so obviously, you know, we're going to keep going. We're not going to like stop here, but I think it's really good just to step back and celebrate the milestone. That is not something that I'm always great at doing is celebrating it. And so that's also part of why I'm having myself sit down and record this episode because, you know, it's in part for y'all to be nosy and get to see the actual numbers breakdown of somebody else's business. But it's also in part for me just so I can celebrate myself for doing the thing. So this is your reminder to celebrate your wins um, and don't be afraid to talk about them because I think it's so helpful for all of us to actually talk about our wins and not in like a showy look at me on Instagram. Um, I'm better than you way more like a, Hey, here's how I did this. Let me help you do this too. So I literally have, um, pulled up on my computer. I exported my financials, my PL from 2019 through today. And I'm recording this in mid-May um, so that I can give you like actual numbers. I won't go down to the penny because I feel like that's overkill, but I have my actual PL. And it took 40.5 months for me. I'm counting from the beginning of 2019. 
It took 40 and a half months for Young & Co. to cross the million-dollar mark in revenue. Um, I did start doing stuff, some things on the side in 2018, but I did a lot, a lot, a lot of free work and really very minimal actual revenue generating activities in 2018. So I'm not counting 2018. So we're starting from 2019 when in January I started having my first what I would consider to be actual clients. So like I said, it took 40 and a half months to get to 1 million in lifetime sales. And at the rate we are at now, which is about 50K a month on average, it will only take 20 months to generate the next million in sales. And that is if we don't increase revenue over where we are now, which, you know, obviously I'm not going to, I'm just not going to sit there. Like we're continuing to bring new clients on. And so, you know, at the most, it will take 20 months to generate our next million. And so that is what we call collapsing time. I really have worked this year specifically to detach from hitting specific milestones. Um, you know, when I came into this year, I said, hey, there is a chance, there is a really solid possibility that we could do a million dollars in revenue in 2023. And... I'm also trying to detach from actually needing that because the reality is we don't need a million dollars in revenue to pay the bills and for me to do the things I want to do. Now, eventually, you've heard me say in other episodes, I want to have a larger business. I want to keep growing it up to a point. Um, I want it to have a certain valuation. And so, you know, obviously we'll get there, but I may or may not get there in 2023. I do feel, though, that looking at this in terms of collapsing time and being able to do things faster and more efficiently is a really interesting way to look at it. And so defining success more in the terms of doing it better, doing things faster, while also being really intentional about taking care of myself and my energy in 2023. So the fact that, you know, at the quote unquote worst case, we could cut our time to get to a million dollars in half is, I think, definite progress. With that said, let's go ahead and dive in. I literally have my PL from all time pulled up in front of my face right now. So let's dive into what the breakdown looks like by revenue stream. So I have one, two, three, four, five five different revenue streams in total that I have had um, in since I started my business. So we have in total through today, today is May 19th, $1,006,189 in total revenue. I'm going to round my numbers because I feel like I don't want to get like super arbitrary. But out of that, the biggest revenue stream by far is our CFO services coming in at $578,000 or 57% of revenue. What I put in CFO services is um, obviously our monthly CFO retainer. I also have what we've recently, somewhat recently rebranded as the finance suite. It's sort of a CFO light retainer service. I put that in this bucket as well. And then we also have our CFO intensive, which is how we start off all of our new CFO retainers coming in and doing a 60 to 90 day like one time 
massive cleanup organizational project um, before we go into the monthly sort of maintenance mode. So all of those things are what I bucket under the revenue stream of CFO services. And so that is far and away our biggest income stream. What I find the most interesting is that I didn't start doing any CFO retainers until early 2021. Prior to that, I had done some consulting projects, things like that, but I had never done a retainer. And so the fact that this has been the biggest source of revenue by far, but it's been, you know, one that we've developed more recently compared to the rest of the different revenue streams, I think is really interesting. And I think that speaks to the power of having a profitable offer that people want to buy. So there's revenue stream number one. The second biggest is our tax services revenue stream coming in at $205,000 in total, which is about 20% of total revenue. What I have in this tax bucket goes back to 2019 because I did start my business doing tax prep, you know, traditional tax prep like most other accountants do. And then um, in 2021, like I started doing different tax work. So I stopped offering one-off tax prep, at least for new clients, after 2020 or during 2020 because I just got really burned out. And I continue to think that one-time tax prep is just not where it's at for business owners. So in 2021, in the summer of 2021, is when we came out with the concierge business tax package, which is our annual tax planning and just general support package for business owners. This is our entry-level done-for-you service in Young & Co. currently. So we didn't start doing that until the summer of 2021, like July, August, I think. And so in that time, that has grown to be its own six-figure income stream um, and will continue to grow because I think it's a great service. So that's coming in at number two. If you're enjoying my podcast, then you are going to love my exclusive weekly email series, Profit and Prosper Millionaire Mondays. As a business owner, you have limitless potential for the amount of cash flow you can create in your business, but your journey to building wealth might not feel all that straightforward. To convert your cash flow into real wealth, you need to do a bit of planning and strategizing so that you can be wealthy and be well, reaching financial independence and eventually retiring or relaxing early at your lake house, which is my plan. In my Millionaire Mondays email series, I share tactics and strategies for using your business to generate your first million dollars in net worth in the same approachable way that you get in the podcast. Sign up for my exclusive emails for free at profitandprosper.co forward slash millionaire. The third bucket that we really don't do anymore is our accounting services coming in at $155,000 or 15% of revenue. So we really don't have any um, accounting services. What is in accounting for me is, you know, back when I started my business, I did monthly bookkeeping, bookkeeping, cleanup projects, things like that, um, which we got rid of in 2021. We rolled off all of our bookkeeping clients and either upgraded them to our monthly CFO retainer or referred them to another bookkeeper. Currently, the only revenue that's in here is where we have 
several clients who have multiple businesses and they have maybe their one main business where they're our CFO client. And then as a courtesy or to be, um, you know, all inclusive for them, we also do their bookkeeping for their other businesses. Some of them have franchises, some of them have just other side businesses in addition to their main business. And so that's really the only thing that I would put in that bucket currently. So that is our third, third income stream. And I'm going to tell you, I don't believe like this is what I started my business doing. I don't believe I would be where I'm at now if I had continued to do that. Just looking at how the numbers break down. Um, so that's number three. Bucket number four is my program and course sales coming in right at about $50,000 or 5% of revenue. This is something that I just started doing. Um, I did one round of a group program. It's back at the back in the day. What did I call it? It was be your own CFO. I called it that. And then I rebranded it to be profit and prosper. And now it has morphed into the millionaire CEO incubator and other things that I have coming in 2023. You know, obviously, so far compared to the other buckets. This has not been a huge revenue stream for me, but it is going to be a major focus area in 2023. So $50,000 from core sales and going to increase. It is a huge focus area of mine. Then the next ones are just kind of some one-off things. Um, I'll bucket. I think the rest of it adds up to about $15,000. This is where I'm bucketing strategy sessions, um, from early years, I had some consulting projects I put under here. I used to do one hour, what I called clarity sessions. Now I only do one hour strategy sessions occasionally if I want, if I feel like I have the bandwidth, but we just don't do a ton anymore. But that in total is about 15K, which is 1% of revenue. So I think that is it. Hold on. Let me make sure my math adds up. Yeah. Okay. So my math does add up to 100%. I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. So like I said, I've got five different revenue streams, but really only three of them are still around, like still generating significant revenue for me currently. So there's a breakdown by revenue stream. Next, I'm going to break it down by year. I have by year revenue and what I paid myself. To answer the question of how have I split out my pay versus investing back into my business? So before I dive into these numbers, hopefully you guys know this if you've been around a while, but I do believe in investing in my business. And I think that if you are the type of person who wants to grow a business to build a team or to build, even if it's not a huge team, but to have systems and processes and things that run without you having to be there all the time, that is going to require investing. And I value my time far too much to only invest time into doing things, although I've certainly invested a lot of time. I have also invested money into other things. And so we'll talk about some of those in this episode, although I want to focus more on the revenue streams. So let's dive in year by year. So going back to 2019, we did a whopping $22,000 in revenue. 
This was when I was side hustling. And so I was doing this on top of a job and I actually was pregnant for half of the year. So 22,000 in revenue, I paid myself 14,000 after the only quote unquote investment I would say that I made was I tested out some Google ads. I got referred to these people who did like marketing and stuff for business owners. And this was before I had the network that I have now. And, you know, we were trying out like Google ads to bring people leads. So I didn't have to spend a ton of time marketing. And I will tell you that one did not work. <laughs> it did not do well. Um, I think the total that I invested was $2,400. Then I had just a handful of other expenses. And I also took some of my money and furnished my office, my home office. Um, and so that's where that money went. Going on to 2020, I was side hustling until the summer Um, My son was born in March 2020, and then I went full-time, really, I'd say late summer, early fall. It was a slow transition um, because of COVID away from my job and into my business because they were frozen to, like, hire any new positions at the time because of COVID. And my boss was like, can you stay and just help with a few things? Um, Don't necessarily work full-time, but just stay and help with a few things so we don't, like, nothing blows up since we can't backfill you. And I said, hell yeah. (laughs) So... Um, In 2020, I transitioned into full-time by Q4 of 2020. So revenue was $59,000 and I paid myself $24,000. So in 2020, the pay that I had from this business was not the pay that I needed to pay for our life because for most of the year I had a paycheck and then my husband also had a paycheck. And so I, in 2020, absolutely reinvested a lot into building out my business. So looking back um, high level, most of what I invested in was marketing again. So in 2020, I had my website redone and it was total crap, y'all. It was so bad. It was the same company that did the Google ads in late 2019 and it was just bad. The logo was bad. It was just horrible. (laughs) I think them as web designers weren't bad, but I just didn't have my messaging down at that point to know what I was even doing. So that was my biggest investment. I also later in 2020 got some um, support in processes because I knew at the time like I needed to hire a bookkeeper to help me. So I hired my first person. She started in January 2021. So in Q4, I worked with somebody to help me with Danielle Jefferson. She was actually on the podcast um, back in like episode 20 something. I can't remember. Anyways, I worked with her to help me get my processes in place. And then I also worked with somebody else in my network at the time to help me with really starting to think about like branding and messaging because I was so clueless. So in 2021, was my first year of being full-time for the whole year, and we generated $254,000 of revenue. I paid myself in 2021 $75,000. And this is the year where I have the biggest gap between revenue and pay. And I won't go into the whole story because I've talked about it in other episodes, but this was the year where in Q1, Q2, I was heavy on monthly bookkeeping for ridiculously low prices. And I was over delivering on everything I was doing. 
In April, after the tax deadline, I decided to stop taking on any new clients whatsoever and revamped my packages. I had just had my first CFO retainer client come on paying me $4,000 a month, and my mind was blown at this, that they would pay me four grand a month. And so I waited until I think it was August. I didn't really bring on any new retainer clients until August. So that was May, June, July, three whole months off, basically, of bringing on new work. And so in August, I came out and started bringing on CFO clients. What I was doing then, I would put into our CFO light or the finance suite bucket um, is what I would say. I, I still have those clients, interestingly. I would say that's more like the finance suite is what I was doing for them. But I started doing that. And I remember in 2021, we brought on two new retainer clients every month from August through December. It was crazy. I also, because I was so burned out, I hired a full-time person in September 2021, and she is still with me today. She's my right-hand person, and I could not run my business the way I do without her, and so I'm so grateful that I did that, and so that to me was a huge investment of money, right, because I needed the support because I was just so burned out. I was in a place where I was not going to be able to manage the work I was doing and keep people going, like keep the clients going that we had and also work on bringing new clients in. Like I just needed help. So I hired her in September of 2021. Um, and the timing was great because my dad ended up passing away in October, 2021 of Alzheimer's and I needed some time off and I needed some breathing space. And I am again, so grateful that I had a full-time person and at that time, two bookkeepers to help me. So there's a discrepancy there between revenue and pay. It's the biggest gap, I think, out of all the years because I was very focused on growing my team. I also got some business coaching. That will be a recurring theme. <laughs> business coaching that year, and I'm scrolling through to see if there's anything else. Nothing else that I would say is like a huge investment. Um, I did also have my website redone again in 2021 because it was so bad from 2020. Um, and that's the, actually the website that I still have today um, for the most part anyways. So those are my biggest investments is coaching, some marketing. And now that I'm looking back at my PL, I also did work with somebody for a few months in the summer, again, to help me further refine my whole marketing strategy for bringing clients in. Um, and this is something I'm really grateful I did. Like we dived into Google, SEO, the customer journey, like who was coming to my website, all that stuff. Like it was a great, that was a good investment for me that I didn't fully realize until probably a few months after I saw the return from that. Okay. So that's 2021. And then 2022, we did $455,000 in revenue and I paid myself $125,000. This is all, by the way, all of the, my pay numbers are after tax. So this is net into my, my bank account after tax. So in 2022, I started paying myself more because, you know, from 2021, my husband had a corporate job. And so I did not feel the pressure to take a lot of money out to pay myself, which I'm grateful for because it enabled me to invest in some of these other things. In 2022, in March, he quit his corporate job. And so from April onward, I was the primary earner, although he certainly had income coming in as well. But I started needing to pay myself more um, early in 2022. And so you can see that I did that. But 
I purposefully in 2022 did not pay myself much more than we needed to live our life. Because when if you have heard me talk about paying yourself and how much to pay yourself, I like to have a purpose for the money. And so obviously purpose number one is paying yourself to cover your personal expenses, which I did absolutely in 2021. Investing is another goal. And so wait, did I say 2021? I did in 2022 was what I meant, y'all. Investing, so putting money into retirement, savings, um, other types of investments is obviously another goal. And then life upgrades, fun stuff, vacations, things like that. So in 2022, you know, my husband and I actually had these conversations. We were like, the return that I can get from growing my business is so much higher than what I can get by investing a ton more into other assets like retirement accounts or brokerage accounts or whatever else. So we decided in 2022 to prioritize business growth, which we did. And so in 2022, I think I started the year at like 25, 30K maybe in revenue. And by November, we had a high of 60K um, that month. And then we have been averaging 50K ever since. And so, you know, we're in a place where I'm with the team and systems that I have now that I started to put in place in previous years, I can grow my business even to the next level without having like with what I already have. Like I don't need to make a ton more investments into my business and the infrastructure and all of that. Yes, there's going to be some other things. Yes, I'm still playing with different marketing channels, but not going to need huge investments in team or systems or things like that beyond what we already have. So back in 2022, looking through um, investments, I, you know, the biggest ones were continuing to have business coaching. You know, I had a couple of different things that I did in terms of coaching in 2022. Some of them worked well, some of them I would not do again. Um, I also was, especially later in 2022 in Q4, playing more with marketing and Facebook ads. I worked with a Facebook ads agency and through the coaching that I was doing, started doing a whole different funnel, which some of you might have come in through with my mini course funnel. And so I still to this day am trying to hone it in. This is not something that you can just like snap your fingers and turn on and have it work like crazy, but um, crazy good anyways. The other investment I made was I launched this podcast in February 2022. And so now I would consider the podcast management to be an ongoing expense. But back, but for me back in 2022, that was definitely an investment that I made that I think has paid off well, because I, I do get clients. Some of you listening have booked calls with me. Some of you listening are my clients. A lot of you listening, I know would probably like to work with me. So, Hey, I'm here. (laughs) Um, some of the marketing investments I made worked, some of them didn't. And I think that's just the way that it goes. But ultimately, I'm not upset that I made any of those investments because I needed to try some different things out. All right, so now we're in 2023. So far this year, we have done $220,000 in revenue. And so almost the revenue that we did in the full year of 2021, like I think by the end of the month, we should be pretty close to tied with full revenue from 2021 through May. So we've done 220K in revenue, and I haven't actually done the full math of what I paid myself, but I pay myself a W-2 salary because I have an S-corp. My salary is set at $100,000 right now. 
And so what is that? Eight, that 8,300 a month times five, like whatever that is. And I will probably have to give myself a raise this year because I'm, you know, in terms of adjusting my salary to be reasonable, as I hire more team members, some of my team members will have raises and like bonuses and other incentives this year that will put them at or just over 100K. I think that as the business owner, I need to make the most um, because of what I do in the time that I work. So I'll probably have to give myself a raise in terms of W-2 salary. And then just doing some really quick math, I have also taken out the way that I structure my pay is that um, I take out a monthly distribution to also be my paycheck because I don't want to just make it all come from my paycheck because you lose out on tax savings, so on and so forth. I don't want to go fully into the tax rabbit hole. But I do monthly distributions, and so I've taken out another $25,000 in monthly distributions for myself and then have also done so far this year 6000 or 9000 in investment contributions. I should have done this math beforehand. But anyway, so whatever that ends up being, that's what I paid myself this year. In terms of investment priorities, you know, I talked about this in the um, episode, I think it was 62 or 63 maybe maybe it was 60, the fire strategy episode, um, I talked about our investment priorities. So in 2022, my investment priority was my business. For 2023, you know, I certainly have things I'm doing in my business, but I don't feel the call to make any giant business investments so far. What I think that we will focus on investing in is outside assets. So that is my next goal is to keep growing my business I'll probably come back and have some things that I come up with later this year, and that's fine. But the priority is, you know, my husband is working full time to do um, some real estate things. And then I am, as much as I can, you know, putting some money into retirement. But for the most part, I am um, trying to put money aside to put into my next investment beyond the real estate deals that we're doing which I talked about in the fire strategy episode, it might be looking at one of the, um, you know, cash value life insurance plans. But actually, I went on this business retreat last weekend. And one of the women there has a successful business and her and her husband bought a laundromat and had some other side businesses. And I was kind of grilling her about whether she liked her laundromat. And she was talking about how much she liked it. And I was like, I want that. Either a laundromat, a car wash, um, you know, something that I would consider to be boring and not totally passive, but more passive than my main business now. So I'm kind of changing my mind. I'm putting money aside into savings to make that investment to have the cash sitting there for when we are ready to pull the trigger. So that is my priority for this year. And so you'll probably hear me talk further this year about continuing to take money out to pay myself a decent salary as opposed to making huge business investments. But I think that we are on track in terms of revenue for this year based on my projections to do about 900K safely. I think in terms of monthly numbers, I feel confident that we can get the agency side of my business, so the CFO and tax agency, up to 80K months by the fall. I feel pretty confident in saying that, which would put us on a million-dollar run rate. Um, And then... I am starting to think separately about my own coaching programs, the Millionaire CEO Incubator, 
other things that I have coming, doing speaking and workshops and things that really lighten me up as a person. I'm almost thinking of that as a second business at this point, which I didn't know I was going to do even a month ago, but it is becoming clear to me that um, if I'm going to do this, I want it to be as a separate personal brand. And so when I think about my monthly revenue, I think anything from that will be separate from the agency side. So that'll be fun to start breaking those out and say, hey, I now have two businesses. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'm a sucker for businesses, apparently. So anyways, that is the breakdown of my million dollars in lifetime revenue. I hope that you enjoyed listening to all of the nitty gritty details of the numbers of how I got there. If you have questions about it, if you want me to talk about anything else in more detail, just hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM. I'm happy to answer. I am an open book about this stuff, y'all. I think it's important for us to talk about it. My last plug is that if you heard me talk about the importance of having the right offer, that's profitable, that enables you to have the cash flow like I've had to pay yourself consistently and build a team and grow your business while being able to pull out of the day-to-day. It is possible to do all of those things and, you know, have a solid team that you treat really well because I think I do that for my team. I hope they would say that. Anyways, if you're hearing that and you're like, I want to do that too in my business, that is what we work on inside of the Millionaire CEO Incubator. So go to millionaireceo.co forward slash apply. It'll take you two to three minutes to fill out the application. My team and I will review and make sure we are a good fit for the program or for you to come into the program, but it is a very highly hands-on coaching program um, where we take you from being you know, established, you know what you're selling, you've worked with a good handful of clients at least, and you are ready to take it to the next level and make your business highly profitable. My goal for you is to have 30 to 50% profit margins and to be able to pay yourself a six-figure salary because that leads to wealth. That leads to freedom and independence and more financial power for you. So go to millionaireceo.co forward slash apply, fill that out if you are interested in working with us and I will see you all next week for the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Now, I want you to go take some action. What's one thing you can do this week to create more profit in your business? Send me a DM on Instagram at youngcocfo and share your action item with me. If you have a question or topic you'd like me to dive into, or if you're feeling empowered about taking charge of your finances, let's continue the conversation. Go to profitandprosper.co to submit a question or topic for me to talk about on the show. And because we all profit and prosper better with friends, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Subscribe wherever you listen and share the episode. Make sure you tag me at CFO on Instagram so I can give you some love and I'll see you in the next episode.